Are you good at tweeting? I'm a pretty good tweeter. You want to tweet with me? Uh, I'm all twat out, man. Welcome to the Pod Sound School Podcast. I'm your host today, Studio Steve. I'm an audio guy, podcast and video producer, an all-around podcast nerd. If this is your first time tuning into the Pod Sound School Podcast, you are in for a treat. We drop really cool episodes to help you take your online content to the next level. Today's episode is going to be a short and sweet one packed with all sorts of inspiration and actual strategy that you can put to use on your own Twitter account for your podcast. And if you haven't started a Twitter account for your podcast yet, or maybe you're not even on Twitter at all, this is also going to be really helpful. So first, I want to start off by saying Twitter, man, what a beast, but also what a great place to promote your podcast. What a great place to be on for your brand and for your business and for whatever you're trying to do. One thing you'll notice if you're new to Twitter when you first hop on there is there's a ton of podcasters. They're all hanging out on Twitter and the podcasting community is really supportive and really easy to jump into there and get a lot of advice, a lot of support. And many podcasters actually wind up meeting other podcasters who they do rate review swaps, they hop on each other's shows, they do promo swaps. Sometimes they even become really good friends and join together to create podcast collectives where they actually host all their podcasts on one hosting site and then put all of their downloads together to compete with some of the big networks. Really exciting stuff and so much opportunity. So if you aren't on Twitter or if you are on Twitter, but you're not really sure what you're doing, then this episode is going to be for you and I hope you're really going to like it. So we're going to divide this episode into two parts. The first part, we're going to talk about strategy, and I guess you could say the different philosophies you could have on Twitter. And then we'll move to part two, and that's where we're actually going to talk about scheduling or putting that strategy into practice. So firstly, let's just kind of talk about what Twitter is and what kind of tweets seem to perform well on Twitter and why people are really hanging out on Twitter. Twitter is really a conversational platform. It's a place for very short little micro blogs, as Naval calls them, or little conversations and threads that people like to get into where they make commentary on issues that are going on or they share little thoughts or tidbits that they think of throughout their day. Twitter is also always rolling out different new features and experiments. One of the most recent ones is Twitter Spaces, which is really exciting and has become even more exciting than Clubhouse was not so long ago. Twitter Spaces is really cool. You see all sorts of really fun spaces going on all of the time. And I think one of the reasons that it is a little more effective than Clubhouse is because you're already on the platform where all of your friends are already hanging out and it sort of already has the social media profile relationship thing sort of baked into it already. So that makes Twitter a really cool place to hang out at. And you're already good at presenting your podcast in audio format or putting out audio content. 
So Twitter Spaces is a real natural situation for podcasters. So when we're talking about Twitter strategy, it's really the same starting point when you're thinking about any social media platform that you're going to be on, and even just your podcast itself being on the players. And that is asking some preliminary questions and doing market research. So figuring out who your ideal listener is, really being as detailed as you can about who this person is you imagine would be your super fan, and then finding out more about them, what they're interested in, what kind of Twitter threads or Twitter spaces would they be hanging out in? What kind of Twitter accounts would they be following? This can be a really valuable question when you're trying to find people to follow and start engaging with when you're first starting your Twitter account, is to go to the accounts of others who maybe have a similar podcast to yours or who have a similar TV station or a blog or or some type of maybe micro-influencer in a space that's similar to yours, and you'll find your audience members sitting there hanging out on their Twitter profile. Once you've really done some of this market research and you really know who your ideal listener for your podcast and who maybe even the customer for any eventual products you eventually want to have one day are, then you can really target them and get an idea of how to follow them and how to engage with them on Twitter. And now that brings us to the strategy part about you know, how many times should I tweet each day? What should I be tweeting about? What's the most effective way to get people on Twitter to actually come listen to my podcast? How can I promote my podcast on Twitter? Those kind of questions. And as a good rule of thumb, I think a strategy that works really well for marketing on Twitter is the 80-20 strategy which is the strategy that 80% of the time or eight out of 10 posts should really just be conversational posts with the intention of really being engaging or starting a conversation. These posts are always going to do more for you on Twitter than just dropping a tweet that says, hey, come check out my podcast. Episode 28 just dropped. And what's really cool about this strategy on Twitter is those engagement style posts or tweets are going to create this sort of natural SEO or make the Twitter algorithm, you could say, happy for you so that when you do put out those two tweets out of your 10 that are marketing tweets that are going to be packed with something that sparks curiosity about your episode, not just episode 28's outcome, listen, but actually talk about the topic or raise an interesting question or drop an interesting quote, maybe throw a GIF up there or an audiogram up there or something that makes the tweet a little more compelling. Because you've done eight tweets in addition to these two marketing tweets, those eight tweets have made people interact with you in a way that those people who interacted with those eight tweets are going to see your marketing tweets. And that gets into the final thing we can sort of discuss a little bit And that's the Twitter algorithm or how Twitter kind of works for people and how you can take advantage of Twitter to actually have real results that could be measurable, that you can actually see whether or not you are gaining a following there, building a community there, getting more link clicks to your podcast or your landing page or your website. And really, it's pretty easy to understand how Twitter works just by opening up the app and seeing how it works for you as a consumer. And you'll notice when you get onto Twitter, your Twitter feed is always going to populate accounts that you have recently followed or that you have recently interacted with. And then sometimes it will throw up some oldies. It also throws out retweets from people you follow and things like that. And then if you're not interested in anything you first see and you continue to refresh and pull up more tweets, it will then start to dig through your followers a little deeper. 
But it's very interesting. On our Twitter, for example, we follow 7,000, 8,000 people, and I really only ever see the tweets of maybe 100. All those other people I haven't interacted with for so long that when they tweet, it doesn't really ever pop up into my feed. This is why the 80-20 strategy is so important, and this is why you need to interact and engage with people. If you reach out and actually find conversations to join and comment on other people's threads, if you show real interest in other people, then that's really all you have to do to succeed on Twitter or to show up in a lot of people's Twitter feeds. And then finally, the last, last thing for the strategy portion of this episode is how many times should you tweet a day? And what time is the best time to tweet? So comparing and contrasting the top 10 blog articles that pop up about this, you will find a consensus that anywhere from three to five tweets max is all you need to worry about a day. You can even just do one or two a day, but three or five. Again, because Twitter is very, those tweets are very short lived. So you can get away with posting more regularly than maybe you would on other platforms. And as far as the right time of day, there isn't really a golden hour by any means, but it seems that between noon and 1 p.m. is a consensus from a few different blog posts that I read. So that might be something that you want to plan as well, but we're going to get into that. That will transition us perfectly to number two of this riveting episode all about Twitter. Scheduling. And here I want to talk about some really cool features that Twitter has and also share with you how you can take a whole month, a calendar month, and actually schedule and plan out your Twitter strategy so you really utilize your time, you don't waste any time while you're there on the platform when you're just sort of mindlessly scrolling and maybe engaging too much and consuming too much and not creating enough in a way that is going to be worth your time as far as podcast growth, brand growth, business growth, generating leads, etc. So let's talk about one month of Twitter and I'm going to share with you a Twitter monthly schedule and routine that you can schedule in for four calendar weeks. This is a pretty big endeavor that can take a good day of work, but it takes like one day of work a month and then you're all scheduled and ready to go. So for this, there's actually going to be two different types of tweets that we divide this into. The first one is daily curated content. And those are the ones that we're going to tweet out two times a day, five to seven days a week. Every day we're going to have curated content. What do I mean by curated content? Well, in our case specifically, the examples of that would be one as our affiliate links And then two would be evergreen content of content that we have created. So it would be our podcast episodes, YouTube videos, and blog articles. So we're going to come back to that, but that's what curated content means. Now, a lot of other people will actually use content curation platforms, and I have experimented a ton with those. There's DrumUp, there's Post Planner, there's a bunch of different ones. And what they will do is they will curate blog articles from people within their industry. And this can actually be really valuable too. And like I said, there's services that just do it for you that will schedule like three tweets a day. um, And you sort of, they help you to select interesting blog articles that you can discover with keywords. 
But I think it's better if you have a bunch of podcast episodes in the bag and if maybe you've been doing some blog episodes or you're trying to grow your TikTok or you have a newsletter you want to put out every week or there's an affiliate link. Maybe you don't have any affiliate links. You're like, what are you talking about affiliate links? Well, you can start with Amazon is always a place you could start and become an Amazon associate. And then anything you ever talk about, maybe you can come up with a book that you want to suggest every podcast episode or something. And then all you have to do is compile a list of cool affiliate links and drop a bunch of affiliate links of things that you're really interested in and potentially drive a little bit of affiliate marketing revenue into what you're doing with your podcast too. So that's why we have is our affiliate links there. And for us, our affiliate links aren't just Amazon associate links, but they're also some of the partners that we're affiliated with, like Descript and Buzzsprout and Canva and TubeBuddy and all of those affiliate links are valuable for us. Because if somebody clicks on a tweet to learn more about a TubeBuddy tweet that I put out, for example, and they sign up with TubeBuddy, then we get a commission every month that they're signed up with TubeBuddy, which is really sweet. But hold on. I got a little out of focus there. The second type of tweet, and like I already mentioned, I think this is the most important type of tweet. And this is what we call engagement tweets or conversational tweets. And these ones I reserve for just one tweet five days a week. So these are five of these engagement tweets that you can schedule ahead of time. And then what you, what I like to do with this is I like to schedule these tweets within what I call a 30 minute tweeting or engagement block. And then a couple hours later, I'll schedule another 30 minutes to pop back in and see what kind of engagement has happened even over the course of those couple hours with that tweet. And then also actively engage and respond and try to, with the goal in mind of really showing interest and serving a community and entering into conversations that I feel like I have an interesting take on or something that I'm really interested in so that you're always giving and getting out of your own mind by serving other people and having that be your intention on Twitter, that will also help you to grow more and make that Twitter algorithm happy. But now, how do we actually go about scheduling all of this in a way that isn't a complete nightmare. Well, there is some administrative stuff that you can do that would really help with this. So to begin with, what you could do is actually have all of your affiliate links and maybe their corresponding graphics in buckets or little folders somewhere on your computer that you can always access so that you have different assets or GIFs or videos or images or little bits of copy or information about your affiliate links or any little clips from your podcast episodes or interesting little tidbits that you have from your episodes. You can have those somewhere or any unique episode artwork. You have those organized in files so it makes the actual scheduling part even easier. But then the next thing and the coolest thing is a tool that is on Twitter. And this tool is called the Tweet Composer. And a lot of people don't know about this. And if you don't know about it yet, you're welcome. I know you're going to love me. Make sure that you comment on this podcast episode if you found it and it changed your life. Or come find me on Twitter at Pottown School. And let's start up a conversation. And that way I can be part of your feed whenever you make a tweet. I'll see it. And we can be Twitter friends. But the Tweet Composer, it can be a little tricky to find. You could just Google how to find Tweet Composer. But when you're on your main page 
and this is best done from a desktop or a laptop computer. You go to where it says more, and from the more, you'll see something that says Twitter ads. So it's actually in the Twitter ads section that you'll find this. And then in Twitter ads, there's a drop down menu that says creatives. And from creatives, you'll see Tweet Composer. Once you're in Tweet Composer and you're there for the first time, it'll be like, welcome to the new Tweet Composer. It's amazing. And this really is for people who want to run ads. And in every one of these tweets that you're going to compose, they're really not very different from an actual tweet, although there are more options that you can use to create some tweets. But you'll see a checkbox that says promoted only, and that's when you are actually promoting or going to pay Twitter to promote this. So you just uncheck that so it's not a promoted tweet. And then you can create any number of tweets that you want to create into any number of days in the future. So here you just give your tweet a name if you want, and then this is where you'd basically just start tweeting, but you tweet for the future. And this is where you would come up with a schedule. So a perfect example of a Twitter schedule would be what we just talked about how 12 p.m. is a good time. So we could start with our engagement tweets. So at 12 p.m. on Monday through Friday, I'm going to write a fun little conversational piece, something that I think is a quirky or interesting little tidbit about the podcasting industry, right? Because we're the pod sound school. But you'd want to do this topic relevant, something that your ideal listener is going to find interesting. And you would just write whatever comes to your mind and fill out a bunch of those. This is why it's also a really good idea to keep the notes app and things and keep your thoughts organized throughout the day when you have an interesting little tidbit that you think could make for a good tweet. I like to throw those in my notes app so that I can grab those also when it comes time to actually do the work, The remember a whole day of work it can take to do this and put it into the tweet composer. And here you just say an interesting little one sentence. And if you're going to put a hashtag in there, I would just do one hashtag and or two hashtags max. That can give your tweet a little bit more visibility. I think it's better just to rely on pure engagement than it is on the hashtag group kind of situation that, that goes on on Twitter. But that's just my idea on that. And you'll fill out a bunch of these. So that's four weeks. You're going to need 20 engagement tweets. You fill out those, you schedule them for 12 p.m. And then the important thing is if you schedule these all for 12 p.m., you also set a reminder on your phone for like 12.02 or exactly 12 p.m. And you hop on there and you plan. This is your half an hour engagement time. This is the time that you are allowed to be on Twitter. You can't be on Twitter the other times during the day. You've got other content to be creating. You have other things that are going to move the needle for your business and for your podcast. So you only have this 30 minutes to an hour every day to put towards your tweeting activity anyway. So it needs to be highly focused and highly intentional. So the biggest priority here is to engage with anybody who responds to your tweet and make sure that you're there to talk with them as they respond to your tweet. And then the second thing is to just actively seek out other accounts and other fun conversations on Twitter that you can be a part of and make comments on during that half an hour. And then set another reminder for maybe two hours later, three hours, four hours later to hop back on again for 15 minutes to a half an hour. I usually just do the 15 minutes. So it's 45 minutes a day of tweeting. And then you hop back on for that 15 minutes to double check because sometimes your tweet takes a little time to sort of gain life and you hop back on three hours later and 15 people have responded to your tweet um, or have really started their own conversation. And you want to get on that and like all of their comments and respond to each and every one of their comments by doing that. Each and every one of their comments, let's say 15 people actually responded to your tweet. 
those 15 people will see any next tweet that you tweet in their feed, or at least they are very highly likely to, which is awesome. Because remember, soon, and actually on the same day, you're about to drop a curated tweet that if they don't find interest in it, they'll just skip past it. It won't be offensive to them because they're used to being bombarded by tweets. But if they're like, ooh, in the case of a podcaster, I drop a tweet about a really cool USB microphone that I love, and they're in the market for a USB microphone, and they click on it, and I get a little chump change, a little little bit of a a little pennies uh, that are in this affiliate marketing sort of side revenue stream or uh, a marketing email for your podcast. And they might actually say, oh, that podcast episode sounds cool. And now you went from having somebody who likes you uh, in marketing terms, who is developing the no like trust factor. They're beginning to get to know you more and like you because you're engaging with them. And that makes them even more likely to click on any link that you provide for them to click on. So we've done that. We've gone through four weeks of calendar days at 12 p.m. We've put out some type of interesting conversational starting tweet. Then we don't have to think about it the rest of the week. We just hop on and engage with those. Now what we're going to need to do is fill out about 40 more. And this is where you don't necessarily need to fill out the whole 40 tweets. You could cut it in half to 20 and just do every other day. Maybe you do an affiliate link one day and then an evergreen tweet the next day. Or maybe you don't even want to mess with the affiliate links. You just want to do evergreen tweets. But if you've been podcasting for a while, let's say you have 20 episodes, 30 episodes, that's a whole month easily every day where you could be dropping the link to one of your episodes, especially if those episodes are evergreen, meaning that you're not covering current events. So that's it. You basically would pick another time for your affiliate link tweet. I would say 2 p.m. is what we like to do where your affiliate link goes out every day, seven days a week, you drop a little affiliate link, which is is really easy, especially if you have your sort of affiliate language and images and GIFs and things already built up. And you can repeat some of these again, month over month, people aren't really going to be turned off or offended by that. And then the evergreen tweet goes out. And again, with the evergreen tweet, you can repeat your evergreen tweets every 30 days, every 60 days, if you have a lot of content. In our case, we have YouTube videos, blog posts, and podcast episodes. So that gives me a lot of things to schedule in as evergreen content. And it's so important that we continue to give our content life. All that effort and work you put into each one of your podcast episodes, that just doesn't die off after you put out your next episode. There's a lot of good, valuable information in that that you can continue to use to repurpose and to make really cool content for social media, not just Twitter. And that's it. There is a big spill, a lot of stuff to think about with Twitter It would be so cool for me to hear what your thoughts are on this. I'm the main broski podski over on Twitter, although Veronica is starting to dip her toes into the Twitter pool a little bit. You'll usually find Veronica over on Instagram at PodSoundSchool. We like to divide and conquer and have made ourselves specialists in each And so Twitter's my baby, so please come by there and let me know how you felt about this episode. Let me know what I left out or what you think maybe I got wrong or what works for you. I would love to know that, and I'd love, like I said, to get all twisted and tied up into your Twitter algorithm. And until next time, until the next riveting Pod Sound School podcast, good luck with all of your endeavors and happy casting.